cliffcentral.com. All right, uh, let's go to Dr. Hanan, everybody. Now Yay. that I now that I've berated everyone, yes. Yes. I've berated my co-hosts this morning. I've berated the audience. Yes. Yeah. Let's get into Dr. Hanan. I won't berate you, Dr. Hanan. Happy New Year. Am I allowed to say that, or is it too late? Uh, no, it's too late. I agree. There we it's go. A moratorium on like more than ten days after New Year. It's ridiculous to be saying this. All right. Not completely. I think three days later, it's done. How are you guys? How was the New Year's? Very good. Very, very How have good. you been? Uh, have you enjoyed your your start to 2024? And are you ready to go for this year? I know you've been very, very busy. So you, you had a little break? Yeah, I did have a little break. But, you know, these holidays are interesting. You go on holiday, you feel that you've rejuvenated and you start work. And three minutes later, you need another holiday. Mm. So it's just <laughs> like the, your holiday's forgotten within a second. All right. Well, Dr. Hanan is here this morning, and it's time for our regular updates, our little session with the uh, with the shrink. So let's talk a little bit about something that came up last week. And Doc, I don't know if you are au fait with this, whether you've been paying attention to the news or whatever, but obviously a big thing about people starting the year is they're, they, they, they're trying to figure out what's going on in their lives, what's happening around them, uh, what they've got planned for the year 2024. We've got so many people in this country came up in a discussion I had with one of the the co-hosts last week about why we have the ANC are proud of this 20 odd million people um give or take uh, 10 million that's how big the, the 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 range might be here we've got just millions of young people in this country who've either given up on work they've given up looking for work they are content to settle for the 350 rand social grant that the government gives them, which is unsustainable, and we can't afford that. You know, we, we have motivational speakers all over the country. We have pastors and preachers and mega churches, and they're all motivating people and giving them what we hope is hope. Um, and it seems to me that there are a lot of people who've kind of given up, maybe for legitimate reasons. Maybe they've just been told no so many times they've stopped believing in themselves. But I think the question is here, why do so many young people in South Africa want to just sit around and get SASA grants instead of getting a job? And is it fair to say that they just have given up and they want to just sit around? Or is there a responsibility on the rest of us to help these people break out of this feeling of worthlessness? Because I think that's at the heart of what is, it's like a social illness in South Africa. What are your comments on that, first of all? And what can we do to help these people? So psychologically, I can tell you that um, the brain likes one thing above and beyond anything else, above and beyond happiness and success and love and attention. The brain psychologically seeks for familiarity, for comfort. So your brain will attract not only on be attracted to not only what it wants, but it would rather be attracted to what it knows. We keep on repeating familiarity because familiarity requires little to no energy exertion. So if you give me an option between what's good for me versus what's familiar to me, I will nine out of 10 times want what's good for me, but 10 out of 10 times choose what's familiar to me. Familiarity wins the day. We do not create what we want. We recreate what we know. Wow. So again, if it, if it comes to the youth and it's a question between purpose and meaning 
and financial stability and security and achievement, which is what I want, versus sleeping late, eating like a pig, you know, staying within my comfort zone, and which is what is familiar to me, the human brain will choose that. Now, to your question, is it our responsibility to pick somebody up? Or it's not our responsibility to do anything for anybody. You know, the, um, I always say freedom. If you want to be free, the other side of freedom is responsibility. Mm-hmm. If you want options, you have to take the risk. You have to take on the responsibility of working hard and stepping out of comfort zone. You know, so people want happiness. Sure, you want happiness. You want. Yeah, I think we've. Uh frozen there a little bit see if we can get dr am i I back on yeah you're back sorry something happened yeah it must be my internet so what i was saying is that if you want options if you want freedom you have to balance it out with responsibility so it's not for us to take on responsibility and i'll say this even if we did if and we were able to take the responsibility and help these youths uh, step out of comfort zone and achieve success and great great and gain great purpose that is not empowering. That is disempowering. For them, it's about them taking on the responsibility, developing the framework, developing the blueprint to step out of comfort zone and create purpose because that is what every human being deserves. I, I think your philosophy is absolutely unassailable. Uh, and I, I, I can find no reason to disagree with anything that you've said. But I am concerned because the sheer volume of, of people in this country who've given up, Dr. Hanan, and who are settling for that comfort zone and who are not putting themselves at risk or challenging themselves, and they, they, they're going into a place that feels familiar, as you've just laid out very nicely. The sheer volume of that is frightening, right? It's frightening and it has an impact on everybody else. So again, it's not our responsibility to pick somebody up for their sake. It's our responsibility to pick other people for our sake because... It's frozen again. It's definitely Dr. Hanan's internet. It's not us. <laughs> but he'll be back in a second. What do you, what do you think of this? Because um, I think it's, it's probably on everybody's mind or it should be. It's like the number of people who just are in that comfort zone... They don't want to look at the risk you had to take by taking on a job again that's like yeah. office hours. And it was very comfortable working from home, mm. but you weren't going anywhere. No, right? I'm, I was like basically unemployed. No, there's a, there's a, a, a this expectation versus reality thing. Um, I think a lot of it's generational too, to be honest. I think uh, here we go. Okay, Doc, uh, Leanne says a lot of it could be. Sorry, my internet. That's all right. Uh, Leanne added a, a component to this, like generational. Is is something about this generational too? Well, the only thing about the generational aspect that I've seen as a common theme is that we have a lot more access to quick fixes. So people can fill up that time of boredom and lack of purpose with other things that are absolutely meaningless. Like TikTok. So back in the day when we were bored, exactly, exactly. So back in the day, think about it, 30 years ago, um, 35 years ago, if we were bored, we had to go outside and play with a ball. We had to knock on our neighbor's door and call them up and play hide and seek. We were active. Mm-hmm. We had to step out of the house. Now, these days, you don't have to step out of your bed and be entertained. 30 years ago, what did we do? We had to step out of comfort zone and find meaning and purpose outside of our own comfort zone. These days, the access to immediate gratification, it's right there in your, fi- in, in your fingertips 
it's unnecessary and it's actually time consuming and energy inefficient to um, to actually go step out of your comfort zone. It's right there and accessible to you. So, so people, it gives people permission to be lazy. I saw an article in the New York Times last week that said that uh, 80% of Gen Z are traumatized when they see someone phoning them, like actually making a call. They are traumatized. <laughs> Those are the words they use, not my words, Dr. Hanan. You can correct wherever you think this is over the line. But the New York Times said, Gen Z, uh, th- these are Zoomers, the people born after, what is it, 2000 or whatever. They are traumatized when, when their, phone, their rings. phone rings. They don't want to answer it because it's traumatic to answer a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, Garrett, I'll take it a step further. You will not believe the number of patients that I see, parents that call me and say, can you see my child? No problem. But can you do me a favor and just call them? They can't come into your office, but can you call them over WhatsApp because they feel much more comfortable over a screen as opposed to seeing you in person? What the fuck? And my answer is always, and my answer is always absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. That's, not. that's not happening. That's not happening. And by the way, whose fault is it? The parents, the parents' fault, because the parents are enabling this kind of behavior that allows their children to stay in their comfort zone. Life happens. COVID happens. We were now disconnected from the internet. Life happens. That will happen to you. Shit happens. We can't control that. Life is unpredictable. That's the only thing that's consistent about life. It's unpredictable. But we've got to work with it. We've got to work around it. We can't allow life to dictate our next move. We have to be the chess players, not the pawn. So remember, I say always, if you're not the chess player of your life, you're a pawn in someone else's. Be the chess player. Life will happen to your respective. You've got to work with it. Dr. Hanan, old school psychology, which, I mean, I'm not exactly familiar with, I certainly not qualified in, used to say that people can sometimes be caught up in a certain stage of life and never get beyond it. Like they get caught up in the infant stage of life where they expect someone to look after them. They, uh, they don't take responsibility for their own actions. They, 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 they role model and, and, and project parenthood onto people around them so that they don't have to worry about what to eat, where to go, what to think, what to do, getting a job, any of that stuff. Is there an element of modern society where all of us have a responsibility for creating this expectation this entitlement among maybe in this case in South Africa, young people that the state, the government, your friends, your family, the community will provide these things for you and create comfort for you. So you're always comfortable and safety. So you're always safe. Uh, Is that partly the fault of the system that's made people think that this is an acceptable way to behave, to be an infant the whole time? Yes, that is partly fault of the system because if the game allows somebody to be lazy, what do you think somebody is going to choose? If the game allows somebody to stay in their comfort zone and not be a productive member of society, what do you think they're going to choose? If the game allows somebody to have chocolate over broccoli, guess what somebody is going to choose? So we don't necessarily blame the player, we blame the game. But having said that, it's the player that changes the rules of the game. So we've got to change, we've got to take responsibility, we've got to not enable these laziness or these 
inactivity, inactivity or this lack of sense of purpose and lack of wanting to step out of your comfort zone because the world is so scary and you should fear it, which is obviously nonsense. You have to step out of your comfort zone, but we've got to reward the kind of behavior that creates innovation and creates this kind of bravery of stepping out of comfort zone. And you've got to punish, punish or create consequences for staying inactive in your comfort zone. Yeah, every time you go on TikTok, it should shock you. Your phone should <laughs> actually put a shock yeah, through you. Every few seconds. You've yeah. been on too long. Yeah, sorry. You know how yeah. your, your, your iPhone tells you sometimes when your headphones are too loud? There should almost be like a warning. You've been on TikTok so long, your brain is getting worse and worse. Your brain is actually falling to pieces. Get off. When, when Netflix asks you if you're still watching. Yeah, correct. We need something like that. Are you still living? Question mark. Or have you gone into automaton? You know what would be really, really helpful? You know what would be really helpful? I'm sure there's a way to do it, but imagine after every TikTok session or Facebook session or, I don't know, watching something on TV that's rubbish, a message popped and it said, you have just lost the equivalent of 2,000 rand. You have just lost the equivalent of two years' worth of your life. You have just lost, you know, three million brain cells. Yeah. I think people will pay a lot more attention to the alternative or what they had lost if they had watched something of value, engaged with something of value, mm-hmm. participated with something of value. It's not going to happen, Doc, because that would counter. That would be counterproductive to these social media platforms that just want to keep you engaged. They don't care about you. Absolutely. They care about clicks and likes and Absolutely. subscriptions and views, and then they can sell those to advertisers. Advertising, so, advertising. Yeah, it is, it is. It is what we call perverse incentives. So there we go. Right, and therefore, it's not the job of the social media; it's the job of the parents and ultimately the individual themselves to take responsibility and right. see their lives within the alternative or what they could be doing that creates more value. Right. Okay. We got to leave it there. Dr. Hanan, thank you very much. By the way, if you want to have if you want to have an issue resolved or you've got some kind of thing that needs mediation, well, we can get Dr. Hanan involved. Let's say you're arguing with your spouse or you're having an issue with your kid and maybe you don't want to bring the kid on, but you want to get some solid advice from Dr. Hanan. You know he's the best in the business. You can get hold of us. Contact at cliffcentral.com. Uh, he's booked up, but you know what? You can still get these couple of minutes with him on a Monday because that's our regular session on the couch with Dr. Hanan. Contact at cliffcentral.com. And you can be anonymous, by the way. You don't have to give us your name. All right, Doc, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're back. Now we can get our heads right. It is Monday, cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.